going to whisper some things to you now about crunch chocolate bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. Crunchy munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, gentle listeners, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production with your hosts, Withering Wade, Berserker Bob, and multifaceted Mark. This week, the jointy jarrers joust with the juiciest of subjects, the deepest, darkest of unsavory cravings. Yes, it's time for So Bad, It's Good. Please prepare thy kink-shaming and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Distractable. Welcome back, all you valued repeat listeners, and welcome even more back to those who have never listened to the first in the first place ever. Woo! Woo! Yeah! We don't know how you arrived here, whether you were exploring, browsing uh, the subreddit that you found randomly, or just looking on podcast sites wherever we're listed. I don't know actually how you find us if you don't know who we are. How do people find us if they don't know us? They probably see us on a list and listen, or someone recommends us. Ah, word of mouth. Yes, I like to We're here to pop your proverbial fruits, newbies. I didn't hear any of that because both of you spoke at the same time. All right, well, let's do it again, Wade, at the same time. Ready? All right. Yeah. Yeah, I like to imagine that. In my mouth. Did you get that one? The only thing I could definitely hear is Bob, you going, it wants me your word of mouth. <laughs> so I got the I, talked. I got the important information there. I said words. What do you mean? All right. So this is how this works for all of you people who have discovered us through those words of mouth. We are a trio of friends who have known each other for a very long time. We're idiots also, but that's besides the point. But what we're doing here today is we are judging the various stories that Bob and Wade are bringing to the table. Why just Bob and Wade? Because I am that very judge that I mentioned previously. You are the we? I am the we. The royal we. Oh. So in this, I will uh, listen to their stories. I may participate in myself if I need to step in, and I will assign points. And then at the end of the episode, we will grant, well, the royal we will grant a winner who will be the judge in the next episode. Sounds so official when you say it like that. It is official. Oh. We have rules. Sure. We have very strict rules here. Sometimes. It's a hallowed institution. I know that for sure. Yeah, a third of the time anyway. Well, actually, slightly more than a third of the time, if I've got to be perfectly <laughs> honest with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused what that joke is, but I'm laughing. It means I've, I think I'm up on the total wins by a few. You are. Yeah. That's how you know I'm good. Oh, are there stats for who's won the most? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. On the internet. Mm-hmm. Oh. All those valuable repeat listeners. On the, I believe it's pronounced redite. Yeah. Anyway, this horrible, horrible intro to this episode is actually on topic, uh-huh. weirdly enough. Because the topic of conversation I'm going to tell right after we do small talk. Hey, how's life? Really good. Life or good? I found a new thing I like on TikTok. 
Ooh. Can I share this with you? Yes. It's not a new trend. Okay. It's not a trend. It's being done by one person, and I think it's possibly the greatest series on TikTok currently going on. Okay. This account is new. I just found it, and this series is new. It started like two or three days ago. Uh, every day, this person who appears to be a guy who's like a and d TikToker does, you know, talks about D&D stuff and is in that in that universe of knowledge and, and enjoyment. Uh-huh. He, every day, makes himself a sandwich... But he has to roll for sandwich. Oh. He has a paper plate on which he scribbles one through five, one through six, whatever he has on hand. And it's like protein type of cheese, condiments, veggies, and or other toppings that go on sandwiches. Today he ate a crab salad with ketchup and tomato sandwich and with shredded Mexican cheese. That's what it was. Oh. Ah, but I love it. It's my favorite content. It's amazing. It's different toppings every day. He's spicing it up. He's listening to his viewers, taking suggestions. Beautiful. This is what I'm here for. Mm. TikTok, never change. Okay. Except for all the horrible parts that nobody likes. Change those. (laughs) All right, they'll get right on that. Yep. Yeah, Wade, how's life? What have you found out there that's uh, giving you joy? Uh, I like dinner and sleep. (laughs) Have you not been eating dinner and sleeping? Is that new? Well, I've been eating. I always eat. But sleep has eluded me for quite a while. But one day I'm going to sleep in again, and I will feel good and rested. Coming from a man who sleeps until 2 p.m. every day, I find that hard to... Oh, I miss the days of getting up at 2. That was early. (laughs) (laughs) What? No? What? What? (laughs) Things have gotten a lot worse lately, Bob. God. I'm more of a 4 p.m. riser now. All right. Oh, no. Yeah, people are getting their lunch from their normal 9 to 5 work days, and I'm like, hmm, time for bed. Wait, so you I'm go... I'm confused to, about what's happening. You go to bed at noon, and you wake up at 4? Oh, I thought people got lunch at 8 a.m. Never mind. Oh, oh dear. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm confused. I'm lost. I'm confused, too, but that's probably sleep deprivation. <laughs> I, th- I think you're actually effectively nocturnal at this point, because I don't think you're awake much during the mm, daylight hours. Yeah, and I can't see my reflection in mirrors anymore. I think I've become a vampire. Well, that's the only logical conclusion. Um, that's a, that's a topic for another day. We'll talk about that later. Later, later. Great. It makes sense to me. Yeah, you get some sleep, buddy. You get some sleep. What was today's topic? I what, haven't said I winning? Uh, <laughs> oh, good. Are you okay, man? I do sometimes worry about your sleep schedule. Oh, like a fox. Go on. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Bob, I think you're going to have to carry this one a little bit more than usual. So uh, okay. let me tell you the topic, and then I think through context clues, Wade will get it. Today's topic is so bad, it's good. I want to hear about things in your life or media that you've consumed or anything that you have encountered or on a daily basis. Maybe you check out some stupid blogs that are so bad they're good. Maybe you got that one movie that's so bad it's good that you always go back to. Maybe there's that YouTube channel that you like watching because it's a walking disaster that you just can't look away from. You know? You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think we all have examples of this. I, I have a habit of finding bad movies that are actually low rated on Rotten Tomatoes because I want to watch them. Not only just to like see what they did wrong and see if I can learn something from mistakes, but also just there's something extremely entertaining about picking apart something, just tearing it down. And I know that's why on the internet people love giving their opinions all over the place and that's fine. I don't actually spread my opinions about these things that I consume, but today we will because we actually support them. We love them. We cherish them. Mm-hmm. And I'd actually like to uh, uh, talk about one thing in particular because I got to look up the exact number um seven uh we'll play some uh elevator music while i look this up
keep keep going. I'm not I'm not done. All right, you're there. Okay. So an example of this, so bad it's good. You guys know what my favorite Christmas movie is, right? Oh, Charles Dickens. Bad Santa, got it. <laughs> wow, uh, I just opened, I opened this up so saying we, we've known each other for so long. <laughs> <We're just laughs> so it's, it's, it's Elf, it's Elf, right? No, it's not Elf. You love Will Ferrell. Wait, I know it, it's uh, Tim Allen. <sighs> oh? Good Santa, what's his, what's his called? Good Santa Claus. The Santa Claus? That's it. Yeah, the Santa Claus. <laughs> So I actually started realizing that a lot of the movies that I truly like are rather poorly reviewed. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is my, with Jim Carrey specifically, is my favorite Christmas movie. Oh, that makes sense. That's a, that's a good I one. I love that movie. And weirdly enough, I never consider that movie bad. However, on Rotten Tomatoes, which has become the ubiquitous movie review site, that movie has a 49% rating. It is certified a Rotten Tomato. And even more surprisingly, the audience score, with over 250,000 ratings, stands at a whopping 56%. That's lower than I would have guessed. I know, because I love that movie. But apparently it's bad. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something like that you're surprised is actually rated poorly, but people do like or don't like or whatever. But even more surprisingly, there's other movies. Like, uh, what would you think Jumanji's score would be? Well, that's gotta be like a 90, dude. No, I would guess Jumanji is low, though. What? I feel like that's a nostalgic hit for us. He's okay. I don't like it that much. What? Really? It's only okay. I've not watched it in like a decade or more, to be fair, but like my memory of that movie is it was like top notch. We're talking classic Jumanji, not um, Jack Black. Robin Williams Jumanji. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's only, it's okay. It's uh, 55%. Yeah. It's only six points higher than How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I, I would look at that movie and I'd be like, that's super cool and well-made. And I love the way, you know, the sinking into the floor bit is like burned into my brain. You know, all of the monkeys rampaging through the, the town, like the whole town just being destroyed in general. Like I remember the flooding in the house, like it was such a cool imaginative movie uh, for me, but it's like, it's just not highly rated. However, that is not the main point of this. I also watched Moonfall just recently. Did you guys watch Moonfall? Uh, uh, what is that? N- no, yeah, what I sort of know what that is, but I moonfall into Earth, moonfall down. Oh, okay, moonfall down. That was my guess. That it, it is just, it's just, it's just a, it's straight up bad. Like from the effects, you know, that movie had like a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. You'd think that the effects would live up to it, and some of them do. Some are fantastic. Others, weirdly enough, no. The script was all over the place. The acting was all over the place. The characters were all over the place. Like the whole story is just a mess, and yet. I enjoyed watching it. Amy and I both enjoyed watching it because it was so bad and we get to pick it apart. So I don't necessarily want to hear about things that you cherish that you are surprised are bad. Things that are unanimously, almost unanimously bad that they're good. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Guys, I found another subscription. It's not even one. They keep coming. What? That's crazy. But that's okay, because I could use Rocket Money. Uh, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money can help you have full control over subscriptions, have a clear view of your expenses. If there's anything in there that says, like, please cancel this for me, don't press it. I'm going to go press all of those buttons. Rocket Money has over 
5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash distractible. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. Rocketmoney.com slash distractible. You should get that, Mark. It's probably important. Oh, no way. This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-C-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I've got one right off the bat okay. that is a movie. Whoa, 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 hold on. It's my, I'm Judge. Gotta have a title, gotta have a bibliography, gotta have all the nine yards. Is there a qualification for why we enjoy it? Like, do we have to enjoy it for no, no, a specific no. Whatever reason? Whatever reason. Like, the good is up to you. The bad is has okay. to be, like, generally perceived as bad, but the good is up to you. Why it's good. Like, the movie Moonfall, it was good because it was so fun to just rip it apart okay and like theorize how to do it better that's what i liked about watching it so whatever you guys want to justify and it also could be like something that you know no one joins your opinion on it that's totally fine too perfect so i'm gonna i'm gonna preface my entire performance today on this episode by saying that i'm i'm gonna focus on small things all right love that and this is not a super small thing but i I'm going to have more than one story, so this is going to be one story about one thing that I have picked out. All right. Oh, yeah, same. I figured we would just kind of go back and forth. Okay, good. Okay. All right. If you just want to round robin it, I'll flip a coin, see who goes first, or I could just pick from the first title and you don't have to title anything from then on out. We could do title duels. Oh. Yeah, let's title duel it. I, I, I'm good at that. Oh, God. Okay, I'll come with the title real quick. Uh... Uh, my first one is titled... Wait, who did that? That's a good title. He did... He did what? And it's... What? Huh. That's the whole title. It's a long, <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. It's, no. it's like an art piece title. I like it. All right, I'll call mine. We're going down together. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I gotta give it to Wade. I'm really curious about that. Ooh, nice. Dragging someone down with your own opinion. I like that. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, am I good? Am I good to start, Mr. Judge? Uh, yes. All right. So rewind back to the days of blockbuster video. Okay. So. Probably early 2000s, like 2003, 2004. Uh, the most popular video game I played at the time was Diablo 2. I was playing a crap ton of it. Ever since it came out, I played that until Diablo 3 came out. And even then, I still wanted to hop on Diablo 2 some. And uh, I was browsing Blockbuster, and I came across a, a movie. And I was so excited because I had no idea that Diablo had made a movie. I knew that their cinematics were like top-notch for the time uh -huh. and i found this movie and i knew i had to get it we were i was gonna watch it i was gonna invite some friends over we we're all gonna watch it together so 
went and I rented it, got home. I, I was so, I couldn't wait. I was so excited. I could not wait. I watched it the night I got, it. I was like, I'll just watch it again with them. The movie is called The Legend of Diablo. Oh boy. And let me tell you, it opens up and there's a guy walking like through the woods, along a beach, along some rocks for about 25 minutes. And then he gets into a cave, finds a spot, camera zooms out, you hear a scream. And then it cuts to another person walking the same path for quite a long time to get to the same cave. And I knew then I had made a horrible mistake, but I watched it. I watched it all the way through and the movie was so awful, so disappointing. And yet I couldn't help but be proud because it had gotten me. It got me to rent it. It got me to be hyped for it. And now not only was it so bad that I was like, so originally sad that it wasn't about Diablo, the video game at all, but I realized None of my friends knew that. And I was going to hype this bad boy up. And I was going to drag them down with me. And oh boy, did I. One by one, they came over. And I told them about the Diablo movie. We had played so many hours of our smiter paladins, our ice sorceresses. We were going to watch this movie and they were going to love it. It starts a little slow, but don't worry, it picks up. And as the movie went on for each person, I grew more and more powerful with glee, seeing the confusion and then the credits would roll and they would just look at me dumbfounded like, did you actually enjoy this? And the answer was yes, but not because of the movie, but because of you, because you went down like I did, but I got to witness the fall, the legend of Diablo. <laughs> the magical transformation from human to possessed demon is they get some like football eyeliner under their eyes it's beautiful there's a scene where there's a musical beat going dum 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 and that's like all the music and everyone's jamming like they're at a rock concert it makes no sense there's like these zombie people just like banging away you know, you know how zombies move in a pack and they're all stupid they're just like hitting walls with their hands and stuff well they're doing that at a car they're just beating at this car and then randomly one of them just like has a moment of genius where they go grab the car door, push their thumb in to open the handle, pull it open, and then go back to beating it like a stupid mindless zombie. It's so horrible and glorious at the same time that I've talked about this since I first found it. And I've talked about it so much that Patrick, my friend Patrick, Patrick Static for everyone out there, he found it and bought me a copy and I made us all watch it one night and they all hated it. And I was so happy that it lived up to the hype that I remembered. And I've got it in my hands right now. I keep it by my desk because it makes me happy. The Legend of Diablo. And we can watch it after we're done with this episode, guys. No, no, no. I'm good. I, um, I'm pass. Okay. Yeah, pass. That's kind of messed up, man. Got special features. How many friends did you manage to rope into this horrible evening? Um, probably about 15 people I've made watch this. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> and every single time beforehand, I hyped it up. I talked about how like this was like a college made film or something. It was surprising, especially being made in the early 2000s, how good the special effects, the makeup costume. Like I, I went in and I hyped up every aspect of it and talked about like how, you know, they really find their footing like in the second act. And by then they're, they've watched enough to where it's like, uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like with mobile games and stuff where you've invested a little bit of money. So you feel like you've got to continue. It's like, they put enough time and once they get to the second act, it's like, well, I got to finish it now. And they do, they sit through it and then they leave so unsatisfied. And the more unsatisfied they are, the more satisfied I am. I don't know what that says about me, but I don't care. Cause I'm so happy just remembering right now <laughs> I'm in heaven. Is it like a situation where your friends have to also corroborate your story because they want others to suffer just as much as you made them suffer? Yes. And they did. 
did. <laughs> they would join in. It was glorious. I was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna totally get like uh, I, I told my friend Jared, I was like, we're gonna get Katie to watch this and we're gonna we're gonna hype it up. She's gonna love it. We're, we gotta play it up. And he was like, dude, this is so bad. I was like, I know, but just wait. Watching her reaction will be worth it. He's like, yeah, you're probably right. And like eventually we had everyone on board. It grew and grew and grew until we got bored of it and then moved on. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can only watch it so many times because you have to sit through it with them. But I do appreciate the commitment. So 15, I'll divide that by five and give you three points. Thank you. I feel like you're friends with a different kind of person than I am. <laughs> if you if you did that to me, like at the end of the first act of the movie or like somewhere somewhere in the before the halfway point of the movie, depending on how long it is, I would just look over and be like, man. This fucking sucks. It's an 85 minute long movie. Ugh. Ugh. And you would be like, no, no, it gets better in the second. And I would be like, it's unredeemable. It's already at a point where I don't care if the second half of this movie is is Shutter Island or something where the, uh, the back half is crazy and awesome. No, I don't care. And I will watch it because we're already watching it and I want to just have seen it now. So I don't ever have to do that again. And then if you were like, no, but we should get other people to watch it. I would have been like, no. I don't want to do that either. I am. Um, <laughs> I hated that. That was really terrible. And I would tell everyone just to undermine you because that I would know that that was a thing that you did to people. That's really rude. <laughs> it is. Does your does your stamp of approval mean nothing, sir? Is Wade's stamp literally just a clown face? No, because they would have, they would forget about it immediately and trust me again. Nah, nah, nah. It ain't like that. Oh yeah. I'm not that guy. Maybe I'm overestimating myself, but you would have got me and I would have been like, all right, cool. And then, you know, I never would have trusted you again, I guess. <laughs> that was pretty harsh. Now nah, you have to do enough trustworthy things where people do trust you. Then you slip <laughs> up the one time you and then you start earning it back again. You just build up trust so you can break it down again. I think there's a certain psychological profile that you might fit, sir. Yikes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's called bestie. God. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. As a refresher, since you already gave out the points and whatnot, uh, mine is titled, wait, he did what? Mm. Who did that? Well, and it was what? Huh, weird. Anyway, in the same year, or around the same year, you were pretty non-specific with your year. In the fall of 2004, a new indie rock pop album came out. I don't know. Satire album came out with uh, iconic people on it. Joe Jackson on vocals. Uh, John Mark Painter on guitars. I don't actually know who he is, but I assume he's pretty good. Arranged and accompanied on synthesizer and with some bass playing by Ben Folds. Widely known musician, North Carolina native Ben Folds. And of course, featuring star performance and uh, the, you know, the, the face on the cover of the album. As you would expect, William Shatner oh. is the main vocalist on a 2004 pop rock album. Oh. The album is called Common People. Uh, that's also the title of, I think it was a single. I'm not sure if it played on the radio or not, but I think it was the single on the album, a song called Common People, which is a cover of a song originally performed and put out by a band called Pulp, which I don't really know. Uh -huh. William Shatner does not sing. <laughs> if you've ever seen his, the video of him doing Rocket Man from the Oscars in like the 80s or whenever it was, 70s or 80s or whenever it was, where he's like smoking a cigarette and his bow tie's undone and he's like... <sighs> Yeah. Packed my bags last night. Pre-flight. That whole bit. Yeah. The whole album. Oh. And at the very least, the title track, Common People, is just an absolute stunner, gem, beautiful piece of music that is an absolute bop. And like, I'm not 
surprised that this is not maybe popularly known, but it's actually really good. This is not one of those things. I'm not like Wade where this is like, oh God, it's terrible. It's unbearable. You should listen to it though. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's actually really good. I would recommend if you're not going li to don't listen to the whole thing unless you really, really want to. But if you listen to the title track, Common People, it's, it's a really great song. It's got good, solid instrumentals. It's a it's a great song. Like the band that wrote the song is good. Shatner's part on it is amazing. Oh, really? It's compelling. It's so good. It doesn't come off as like satirical or like half-ass at all. It's just really good. <laughs> and you would never expect it. And my dad actually showed this to me. I remember. I My dad like picked me up from school or band practice or something and was like, I got this new CD. I think you're going to like it. I was like, okay, I doubt that, but go ahead. And he was like, it's William Shatner. And I was like, dad, I don't care about Star Trek. And and I'm a, uh, well, who's the bald guy? I'm a, that guy anyway. I don't know. I'm not a Star Picard? Trek. Picard? I'm, I'm a Picard man anyway. Yeah. Well, that joke doesn't really land if I don't know his name. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, my dad was a big Trekkie and was like a Shatner fan. But then he started playing it, and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? My dad recommended this, and it's actually really cool. This and the Jethro Tull Christmas album, two album recommendations for my dad that are actually really awesome. Hmm. What the hell? Uh, but anyway, it's just, it's hard to, like, explain. But it's just, you know, it's the same vibe as the the Oscars performance. He's talking, he's saying the verses, and, the, and, and there is singing. The singer Joe Jackson does a great job of doing some, like, you know, indie pop singing. He's like a very Brit pop voice almost. Uh-huh. It's dope. It's just such a good album, and the song specifically is so good. Damn. You'd never expect it. Even someone who was a Shatner fan, you'd, you'd say this, that this exists, and they'd be like, yeah, I heard about that. I don't want to listen to that. Should. It's amazing. It's really good. Hmm. Plus, it's arranged by Ben Folds, which is a hilariously legit, ref, uh, you know, someone to have producing and working on music with William Shatner. I like it, it's so crazy because like everything in my brain says like you described that that would be terrible uh, or at least not good in a traditional sense that it's actually good content but like good in terms of that mm -hmm. but is it actually highly rated okay so highly rated meh uh if you go to ratemusic.com the single is rated at 3.46 out of 5 with 159 ratings which is okay uh, but the ratings, I, I think the thing about that is the ratings are either like four or five stars or one or two stars. Ah, uh, okay. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, this song is great. Great song. The original is good. This is a good version of it. Shatner's awesome. And then all the people who hate it are just like, Shatner's stupid. This is contrived. <laughs> this is terrible. I hate it. Uh, uh, but, you know, it's just, it's solidly rated by the people, which is you know, pretty good. Huh. I actually kind of want to check that out myself. It's worth a listen. Very good. That's pretty cool. I'll give you... Yeah, three points. Yeah, three points. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wait, that's the same as Wade got. Yeah. yeah pretty cool in my mind. You both did a great job. But my story is not mean. Well, it doesn't need to be mean. There were, I asked before if there were any qualifiers, and I was told There's no. No qualifiers. I, I, it's up to him. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. These are the truths. All right, all right. All right, Wade, you got another one? Yeah, you ready? I don't know if so I've got one that I don't know for sure if it qualifies or not because I don't know what the general perception of it is only what I've heard from people like closer to me hmm. so I'm gonna throw one out there I really like Yoohoo the drink Yoohoo okay which is essentially like chocolate flavored water and I don't know of anyone else that is really that accepting of the fact that I like drinking it I get made fun of all the time like Yoohoo but I think it tastes really good I've never thought it was bad I think the phrase chocolate water sounds bad but the 
taste of a yoohoo is good. So I don't know if that qualifies as so bad it's good or not. Didn't we just on this very podcast last week or the other week or whenever it was discover that yoohoo actually does have dairy in it? Yeah, I think so. We did, yes. Yes, we did. So it's not necessarily chocolate water. It's still not chocolate milk, but it's... it's chocolate liquid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's reconstituted dairy and chocolate and water. Yeah. Definitely. So I don't know if that, if Yoohoo fully qualifies, because, I mean, it's sold at stores still, so people buy it, otherwise they wouldn't still make it. But it's just one of those things that I enjoy. Like, food and beverage, I feel like it's tricky, because everyone has different tastes. Mm -hmm. But that's one of the ones I like that I know people are least accepting of sometimes maybe tacos are so bad they're good to you if you give them a chance uh, yeah maybe that's the problem you've been having really good tacos you need to get tacos from like they're so good they're bad the little push cart outside the staples center at a lakers game honestly those are kind of the best tacos yeah well i know i'm trying to trick them into doing it oh right yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> wait uh, yeah sure whatever do that thing that bob said I'll try it again, but, you know, it has been a few years since I've tried them. It's never. No, you won't. Mm -hmm. No, you won't. I will, as long as there's something else for me to eat, if that's horrible. So, yeah, I'm, we're good. I guess I'm sort of selling myself out here, but I do I do just want to say the topic technically is so bad that it's good. All right. I feel like YooHoo is kind of just so medium that it's medium. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i mean though like food and beverage is tricky because everyone's got their own opinion on it it's I've got not a, like... i gotta i have a i have a counter example okay. of something that i think is so bad that it's good okay okay i love these unabashedly except it's completely private because i don't want anyone to know about it so don't tell anybody listeners mm. funyuns are so bad that they're good i don't know what the fuck is in funyuns <laughs> as far as i know it's made of crisped up lard <laughs> And I don't know what they have to do with onions, aside from the fact that they're rings, and rings is a shape that onions can come in. Uh-huh, yeah. But goddammit, Funyuns are so gross and bad and, like, artery-clogging that they're good. Yeah. They're delicious. Yeah, I don't know if there's actually an onion in there. And I would doubt it if someone said that there was. I would really, truly doubt it. no idea. <laughs> are there onions in Funyuns? Are there onions? There's no actual onion in the dough, just some <laughs> onion powder and natural toasted onion flavor oh, in the seasoning. Oh, my God. Well, onion powder is probably made from onions, right? Maybe. Well, yeah, but when you get a Funyun, I, I actually, until this very day, have operated under the assumption that there was maybe the tiniest sliver of a ring of an onion inside a Funyun. Oh, so it's like a really small onion ring? Or like onion, like chunks of onion or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Onion powder. That's so funny. I mean, and if you look, I would imagine that 90% of all snack things probably have onion powder in them because that's one of the most commonly used seasonings in like any flavor that's like ranch or any of the Doritos flavors, anything like that where it's like a powdery seasoning type thing probably has garlic powder probably has onion powder probably has like a dozen other things that a lot of them share as components so the fact that it has onion powder in it means nothing to me uh, god that's but that's i don't care that that's kind of concerning and gross mm -hmm. they're fucking delicious and now i want funyuns you're not wrong i do love myself a good funyun as well weirdly enough and it's funny because i'm not really trying to tear yuhu down i actually think yuhu is kind of fine it's not like outstanding but it's i would drink some uh, i was like offered it yeah it's just not it's not bad see funyuns aren't one i've ever thought were like so bad because I, I i know a lot of people that like funyuns in my family people love funyuns mm -hmm. really yeah funyuns and bugles interesting i guess what they're called bugles right the little like cone shape oh thing. dude bugles aren't bad at all bugles yeah. are just good yeah bugles are dope no, bugles are good yeah okay uh there's probably more food examples i can't think of the top of my head but movies the scary movie franchise Oh, yeah. 
Ugh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sure, I actually sure, yeah. went and I like rented them all. Like I think there's like five of them. I rented them all and I went through and watched them. And I think the first two were definitely still the best of the bunch whenever they kept their R rating. Then they went more PG-13 and I don't know, it lost. Maybe it was just that it was overdone. Dude, I think it's three. Oh, three. Okay, you know what? Three has some of the best moments. The hat. The hat. Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> the cocking the shovel like a shotgun and shells actually come out. Yeah. I laughed for five minutes straight when I saw Three that. does have some of the very best <laughs> moments. I, You know, that's fair. I, I got to give it to three. Three's definitely one of the better ones. Uh-huh. But... Yeah. Four and five, kind of forgettable, but yet I still like, despite how bad they were, they were still enjoyable to me. Yeah. There's something about that kind of humor that I just really enjoy. And they, like that movie trope is overdone. Like there's like disaster movie, hero movie. I forgot all of them. There's so many of them now. Yeah. Those are just so bad they're bad. Yeah. It's a <laughs> fine line for th so bad it's good. I, I feel like people like those though. What are, what are, so Rotten Tomatoes, tell me. What are, what are these things? Scary? Look up disaster movies specifically. I think that was one of the ones I watched. And it had like two or three moments that I really laughed at. And the rest of it was like, my God, they made this. Disaster movie, Rotten Tomatoes. Scary movie three, 2003. 1%. One? <laughs> disaster movie has a 1%. 1%. A 21% audience score. Oh, ouch. Oh my God. But like, I, I think this is a solid one though. Because Scary Movie 3, critical tomato meter? 35 uh -huh. audience score 54 mm. yeah scary movie three would have definitely that's not bad what about scary movie four yeah scary movie four yeah. I, I just watched them and i already cannot remember which one scary movie four was oh okay the saw one scary movie four is basically the same story 35 on the tomato meter but 51 on the audience yeah that's mind-blowing to me because i didn't think four was anywhere close to three yeah i, I don't remember anything from four uh, well people are idiots what can you do <laughs> Yeah, man, there's so many movies that you could pull from. Like Scary Movie Five drops to a four percent. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-eight audience score though. Oof, I should have stopped. <laughs> like, uh, there, there's one movie that comes to mind. I don't know if Bob, you were thinking of this one, but I, I kind of just reminded of it. Uh, have you guys ever seen the Velocipaster? <laughs> I Mandy keeps wanting to watch it because it's on Amazon, and we've been watching Psych lately, Dude, and it keeps coming up. You gotta watch. I know, I've heard the Velocipaster. Yeah. It is so. It has a sixty percent. It's so terribly made. This is a perfect example of something that is so terrible. Just the effects don't make any sense. The story doesn't make any sense. Nothing about it makes sense. And yet you're right. It has a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes and it's got 70% audience score. Just because it's so bad, it has circled back around to good. That is a prime example. I haven't seen it, but I have to believe it at this point. Yeah. I've heard it from a lot of different people. It's God, the poster is just a complete lie compared to the, the actual content therein. Like just like this is the perfect YouTube thumbnail of a poster for the Velocipaster. If you were listening at home, haven't seen the poster for Velocipaster, go look it up. It's really well made. There was a YouTube video I watched like I don't know, eight, seven or eight years ago. Mm -hmm. It was like an interview style YouTube video. It was called like the Fall of Slenderman or something. So bad it's good. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> wow. Dude. Somebody's uh, attaching the lips to the cheek. I, unironically, I do still love that. Like, I think it's fantastic. I do too. I go back and watch it all the time. That slender costume is so bad. It's because you're wearing my suit. It doesn't With that fit. mask that we found. <laughs> yeah. Slenderman. It's perfect. A wig for no reason. It was like a Rastafarian wig. Looked right to me. I don't know why you think it's so weird about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man.
Good times, good times. I just think it's cringy that you'd call such a cinematic masterpiece so bad that it's good. Yeah, what the hell? Well, comparatively, compared to like what we could make now, it is bad. It's terrible. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it might be the best thing Mark's ever made. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you peaked early. Hard to compete with that. Everybody watch In Space, then go back and watch Fall of Slenderman. Tell us which one you like better. <laughs> I guess I'm submitting this as my idea, but it's also kind of a question because now I, I can't stop thinking about food. Yeah. Because uh -huh. your point about how you didn't think Funyuns is bad as a snack, that that's just like a normal thing, had me curious. I like this one for this topic. Where does Taco Bell fall for you guys? Taco Bell. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> I like Taco Bell. I crave a Crunchwrap sometime. I know this is a tough one for you, Wade. So, like, you can abstain or whatever. Their chips and cheese are great. But like, I... Their, their nacho fries are delicious, but it's trashy, right? Is Taco Bell so bad that it's good? Or is Taco Bell just like, you know, trashy fast food and delicious? Where do you land? I thought about this for fast food in general, because fast food, like you think about it and it's like, oh God, what am I actually eating? You watch how some fast food is made. It makes you feel sick. And yet you eat like a chicken nugget or you grab a burger from somewhere and it's like, oh, it tastes so good. But then I don't know about you all, but as I've gotten a little bit older, I feel like shit after I eat fast food. <laughs> Like it, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like all of it can qualify as so bad it's good, but it's also so bad that it's good that it's bad. It's like it, it circles back. <laughs> it's terrible, <laughs> then it tastes good, and then it nearly kills you. So I feel like it's so bad that it's good that it's bad. <laughs> So it's circled twice around. You got to take a modium and you'll cut that off before it gets around to bad again. Uh, take some medicine. It tastes so good that I would, I, I'm happy to deal with whatever process was that made it. And I'm happy to deal with the pain and suffering that comes after eating it. Because it does, just sometimes it's like, I want that burger. Mm. Or in your case, it's tacos and whatever. What about you, Judge Mark of Instant Infinite, infinite Wisdom? Inst <laughs> oh, instant wow, in instant yeah. Wisdom. Wisdom Infinite Wisdom. Oh, I mean, well, there there was a whole thing about like Taco Bell meat containing sand. Sure, sure. Uh, so like, if you want to go like on a fact-based level, I don't know the exact facts, but there was like, I remember even an episode of Stephen Colbert, The Colbert Report, uh, way back in the day that was breaking down Taco Bell's meat because apparently in the ingredient list is silicon dioxide, also known as sand. Mm. Um, so if the Jedi had that, Anakin would have lost. Yes. Good. I see where you were going with that. I <laughs> see. Jedi just going. needed Taco Bell to defeat the Sith. <laughs> yes. An obvious connection. Thank you for uh -huh. drawing that line for us. Happy to do it here. That's why you have me as the expert. That's why. Anyway, but also, uh, I don't know where that stands. When it comes down to food like that, I think it's kind of what you were saying before about YooHoo. It's mediocre. The whole point of McDonald's, the entire point of their business model is to make the most widely appealing food possible, which by definition means that it must be an aggregate of the average, right? It appeals to the average palate. Everyone can at least kind of like it. There probably won't be as many people that are yearning for any particular McDonald's thing. They would never pick it over a gourmet burger. Well, maybe some people would, I don't know. But if they add two on a plate and they were able to choose one no cost, they would probably pick the better made burger. But it's like middle of the road, right? The only example of so bad it's good in terms of food that jumps out to me is my addiction to sour candy. And that's literally the bad is just, it is so unbelievably bad for me that it's good. What about like a Waffle House or, you know, like one of those like diner, like greasy spoon type diners? Would those qualify? Because like, oh my God, I could go for some Waffle House. But I know that that bacon is more grease than bacon. Dude, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. That food is prepared poorly. Whereas McDonald's, I mean, McDonald's, depending on the place, is prepared poorly. I think Waffle House, everyone understands that, that food is not going to be nutritious for you. Or at least kind of. 
Maybe. I buy it. Mm. I buy it. Yeah. But how how can I like sour candy to the point that it absolutely does melt my teeth and cause my mouth to bleed? It is quite literally bad for me, and yet I can't get enough of it. I will eat I until blood flows. Think you're just a masochist. No, that's not what it is. No, I think that's it. No, I think no, you just no. like you like that it hurts, no. and it, the more it hurts, the more you like no, it. No, 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 no. And also, mm-hmm. I am not a masochist. No one has any evidence. Sure, sure. Your mother had you tested. I've never seen you and a masochist in the same room at the same time. Hmm. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I can't argue with that logic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to deduct a point from Bob for the sass, and uh, weirdly enough, I'm getting a point to Wade for making me laugh. For doing the sass? All right. No, no, you started the sass. He My added jokes it. are so bad that they're good. Yeah, exa- exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. His sass was so bad, it was good. Whoop, whoop. All right. Well, the floor is open. I'm still, there's still plenty of points to be had. There's still still plenty of bad and goods. I wonder, like, we can keep going back and forth, but I wonder, like, what most people consider to be so bad that it's good. Like, movie-wise, I was looking and, like, The Room is a movie that I've not personally seen, but that's, like, the number one on so many different lists. So bad, they're good. Mm -hmm. I remember my mom watching, like, one of the original King Kong movies where it was, like, clay. I don't even know how they made it, but, like, it just... It's like a kid playing with their toys and someone filmed it from above and then like green screened out the hands. Wasn't very good, but wow. at the same time, there was something endearing about it because you knew it was made so long ago and it's like, wow, things have come a long way. And like in that way, it was interesting because it was like to see how effects have changed in like the last 70 years. Mm. So that part of it was interesting, but like... Yeah, some some judgmental words coming out of a man who couldn't recreate those effects on his own no matter how hard he tried. I am proud <laughs> to be a shit lord, thank you. A bunch of people doing the best that they could in a world where Chroma King doesn't exist and when you're actually masking things out, you're literally painting a mask onto a sheet of glass and then holding that in front of the camera and then filming over the film again. Not my fault they were born in the wrong generation, did? Listen. I'm giving Bob his point back for sass because it's Ooh. not pointed at me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, this does bring up an interesting thing that I know that I found really fascinating that I learned from Corridor because they talked about they do their special effects reviews and stuff. Uh-huh. Do you guys know the tornado in the Wizard of Oz movie? The the old Wizard of Oz movie from like the 50s or 60s or whatever it is? Yeah. Yes, I think so. The tornado scene, right? There's no computer graphics. That's way before computer graphics is even a, remotely a thing. There's not really even compositing. Like you can't green screen stuff. 1939 by the way. Is that when that was made? 1939. Yeah. Holy jeez. I gotta pull this uh, uh, tornado up again. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm like trying to find a video of it here. I've got a video. So anyway, there's the tornado scene, right? The big wide shot where the house is there and there's this huge tornado whooshing and whooshing around. Oh, wow. If you know how it's made, don't say. But do you have any remote guess as to how they did that? They put soda in a two liter, connected it to another two liter, swooshed it around and flipped it. <laughs> And that is way in. That is Wade's level of VFX expertise. That <laughs> all right, all Good right. Good God. Sure, that's a guess. We we'll accept that. Do you have a guess, Mark? Uh, well, I'm looking at it at 127 in the video that I linked, which shows the them going into the cellar. It looks so convincing. That looks straight up like they filmed a tornado. But okay, they didn't. This is not obviously on location. The, oh my God, that's nuts. The funnel itself 
looks like a string almost. It's like only the ends that stuff happens. The rest of it's pretty static. Yeah. Now that I'm really the, focusing the on The only it. thing I could imagine. Okay, so this is modern technology. Clearly they're on a set. There is some kind of a background there. Uh, it doesn't look like the trees are moving in the background. So I'm guessing that that is either a static you, image or like... If you look at the clip that starts at like 137, uh, there's a lot more movement. Okay. Just as, a, just as an aside. Oh, wow. Yeah. Around like 157 though, there's a tree that's not moving at all oh sure. wow okay so but 137 is is telling okay so either way there must be some kind of background plate because this looks like a set in the horizontal movement so they had to control the image it's probably some kind of like cloth tube with like a string inside of it to give it that motion and then like smoke that it's billowing out the top and bottom and then they just blast the front where the actors are with wind going to the side that'd be my guess that is impressively close Ooh. so um ooh, i'm trying to make sure Two points I, to mark oh thank you i might not remember completely correctly but basically your concept is correct mark it's not added in post though it that is all one shot is my understanding ah. and what it is is a it's a muslin cloth tube which is kind of you can see through muslin it's opaque right mm -hmm. so like things can get through it it's filled with sand or like dust oh. and then there's like a fan at the bottom but the top of it is just attached to rigging and there's a dude moving it <laughs> it's way it's in the background and it's got sand blowing out of it because it, it is being blown by fans and stuff uh -huh. and there's just a guy up in the top of the studio on some rigging of some sort sliding the tube around in charge of being the tornado guy that's super cool and it looks fantastic right it looks amazing it the looks affects the close-up effects of like the dusty with the leaves blowing and everything else like that really oh, sells yeah. it too oh that totally sells it but even on its own like that's great in the background like this just goes to show like practical effects in terms of movie making is so much more valuable than people realize like you could do all the vfx in the world and it'll look like cg and that's good in some things like in space like that you can't practical a spaceship you can't film much. in space it turns out yeah, exactly so. but this is really really well done and it, it just like is really cool it's not even like bad good this is just this is fun right anyway suffice to say i think what you're talking about wade is a claymation version of king kong where it literally is like some version of claymation where it's like one frame at a time and i'm just don't talk don't talk shit okay <laughs> okay it's a it's an accomplishment it doesn't look good compared to what you're used to or accustomed to as a, a citizen of the 21st century but it's cool if you learn how it works and what all they did to accomplish what they did and how they had to do it and how it was all like analog, it's pretty cool and impressive, honestly. Mm. My bad. I thought I was just following the theme of the episode. I'll, I'll rescind my comment. It's not so bad. It's good. It's good. It's just good. All yeah. right. My, my bad, man. I'm it's good work. Bad. Yeah. And we're not critiquing things here. Mr. Torture your friends in a basement. All right. My bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> my bad. I don't know why. Apparently, I just have really strong feelings about that. No, no, I, I totally get that because it is kind of a thing where it's easy to critique, right? It's easy to critique because if you don't understand what the work that went into it or you feel like that work wasn't worth the effort, then it's so easy to dismiss it because that takes no effort at all. It's it's why the world is and the internet is full of critics because that's easy to do. It's easy to cast judgment. It's hard to actually defend something. All right, my bad, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, Wade. My bad. <laughs> My bad. It's so bad it's good, though. Or it's just so bad it's bad. Wow. Wow. Toxic. This guy is toxic. This guy is toxic. This guy is completely toxic. I'm so good, I'm bad, man. What can I say? All right. Floor's still open. Well, I got all worked up about the movie thing. I kind of I kind of, kind of reset. Okay. All right, then. Wade, you have a chance to redeem yourself. I'm looking at the points right now, and it's not looking good for you. What do you mean? 
I should be dominating right now. My first one was so good. Mm-hmm. It was so good. It was good. Which is not the theme of the episode. Hence, you're losing. Okay. Uh, I'll think of something. Okay. Like, well, okay. What do you guys think of the old action movies, right? Like the old Schwarzenegger or uh, Sylvester Stallone action movies that are real, like, I, I think campy might be the term, where they're just, like, cheesy. Like the original Predator movie. Like, I, I think the original Predator movie is good, but it's also, like, if you watch it now and just see how campy it is, it's like, oh, that's kind of so bad it's good, right? No. Do those qualify? Nope. No. That's just good. It's a good movie. You, you, because even looking at it in the context of when it was made, it's to, even though that era was full of campy action movies, those, they were just good. Like, if you judge it as a campy action movie, just from that definition alone, it's a good campy action movie. Yeah, but if it, if it came out, like, someone that's never seen it, and they watch, they, they, they've seen the movies of the last decade, the Marvel movies and whatever else and they go back and they watch that one like would they how would that person feel about it uh, we're not talking about that person we're talking about you damn it me why did you have to be born so long ago all right bob you had some i'm tr i guess i'm trying to think of video games mm -hmm. and i keep thinking i keep falling into the same trap basically like i know we're shutting way down pretty hard here but <laughs> i keep thinking of two games are tough so i had a game that i really liked when i was a kid called uh, battle tanks Global Assault. Uh -huh. It's an N64 game, and I loved it. I thought it was like one of the best games of all time. <gasps> Battle Tanks! Oh! Dude, Battle Tanks. Actually, Global Assault, I think, might be the PlayStation. No, no. One that I did, also but... had Battle Tanks Global Assault. Okay. Okay, good. I fucking love that game. Dude, Battle Tanks was awesome, right? It was awesome! Okay, so that so both of those are N64 games. I had the original Battle Tanks, and I think I had Global Assault. Uh, both of those were N64 games. So good. So good. If you find a video, well, like a YouTube video of playback of it, like I'm trying to ignore the graphics and everything. If you just look at like the gameplay, mm -hmm. I'm struggling to understand what I found so engaging about this. Uh, yeah. Like I got, I gotta be honest. It was here. I'll post the video in the Discord if you guys want to look at it. It's. <laughs> I'm thinking it's just a matter of this was a different time and despite how it looks and how stiff it looks, the just the concept of I'm driving a tank and I'm blowing up other tanks and all this other garbage buildings and whatnot, this is cool as shit. It's, it's so, you know, junky and clunky and bad that it's good, but I don't know if it's so bad that it's good. Mm. I think maybe it was just good. I love Battle Tanks. I can't tell. But I can't give any points for that because it's just good. And anyone that says that that game is bad, I will deduct points from them. How do you feel about... So there's a game called Astroneer. I don't know if you guys played Astroneer. Astroneer is actually fun. It's really fun. But when it first launched, it was really broken too. I streamed astroneer at one point and you can build up to the point where you can build like spaceships you can build like vehicles to like go across the planet and we built this caravan this truck with like two or three other like vehicles connected to the back and we were driving along and we were having such bad latency that for me i was driving everything looked fine i was just driving across the planet whatever everyone else that was with me i think it was molly and my friend dan uh were like freaking out like oh my god oh my god everything's broken oh god their perspective we were just teleporting around bouncing up and down like shaking horrendously and and then at one point I'm driving and just all of a sudden, just at like the snap of a finger, I'm in orbit and I'm descending down toward the planet. Dan is in the center of the planet. I forget where Molly ended up. We just got teleported randomly and I'm driving all of a sudden I'm falling to the planet and I look over and there in the distance floating in the sky now orbiting the planet is our vehicle just floating there. And it was so broken. And yet I loved that game so much more before they patched it and fixed those bugs. Those bugs made that game for me. And I don't know if that aspect of it makes it so bad that it's good. But there are some times that 
the broken aspect of games are what make them fun. I completely agree mm. because my opinion is about Astroneer. I was not going to give you this at first, but the concept of games being so broken that they are fun, like that, that is half the enjoyment out of some of the games. If it doesn't just crash, it has to be specifically glitches that are so terribly insane that they just make you laugh. Game glitches in general. Like it sucked. It takes a lot of investment to make those vehicles. Like that sucked. But the moment, especially as a creator, like that was such a golden moment to experience and have everyone else witness. And then I got to go back and watch everyone else's perspective of how horrible the drive looked. Whereas for me, I was just cruising along smoothly. Then all of a sudden, just in a blink of an eye, I'm just in space and I just am looking down at the planet like, oh God, I'm going to die from fall damage. What happened? Mm -hmm. And you look over and your truck is just fucking orbiting the planet. Like that was such a great moment. And then, the, you know, they patched it because they didn't want people to play it and not lose all their shit as they were going along. I get it. But like, yeah, that's what made it fun for me was whenever stuff like that happened. Yeah, Bob, about this, do you remember when Battlefield 4 had its beta? Yes. Do you remember all of the glitches of like people turning into horrible, like their neck and arms got stretched out. You'd see like a head poking out from behind a hill, just bobbing up and down as they were crawling on the ground. That game and all of its glitches. I mean, Battlefield 4 was good. I did enjoy it, but the beta more than any other like testing of a game that I've ever played in my life. It was so horribly broken. I do remember I that. It was really funny. I loved every second of it. It's funny you mentioned Battlefield, the new Battlefield. Everyone kind of stopped playing. And like there was a thing where you could drive a hovercraft up the side of a building and park it on a roof. <laughs> Yeah. Like you could go up a tower, like a fucking skyscraper and just drive. If you ramped up the right way. It wasn't hard. I did it multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't difficult, but it's, it's just like that in a game series that you think kind of takes itself seriously. That is so out of place, but I absolutely love the new battlefield. Like I, I want to keep playing it, but everyone else has kind of quit on it. Cause you know, it's buggy, not a whole lot of variety of maps on launch. It's like today's world getting four maps or whatever it is on launch. just doesn't feel like much, but I absolutely loved it despite how broken it was. I feel like that's such a good highlight of this topic because where we are right now, I'm a Battlefield fan. I've been playing Battlefield since like, I don't know, three probably I got really into and I've played subsequent installments. The Battlefield life cycle in general is the game has a beta, maybe. It's usually a hilarious mess. The game comes out, it's usually broken pretty dramatically in some ways, there's some glitches that kind of ruin it or some glitches that are really funny, but kind of unfair or kind of ruin the point of the game, which is like a big team shooter vehicle flying around, blowing stuff up kind of thing. Uh, but then eventually like three to six months into its life, the Battlefield game is fixed. They patch all this stuff. And like Battlefield 4 was that, right? It launched and it was kind of a mess. It was kind of fun. And the Levolution, like kind of hokey and whatever, but it was fun. The levels were cool. It was fun time as far as I remember it, mm -hmm. but it didn't work quite right. It reached a point where they patched it into being pretty much working in pretty good shape. And like, I played a lot of that game. It was a fun game. Loved it. Good times. The current one, 2042 that you were talking about, Wade, it launched, it had a beta. It was a nightmare. It launched still a nightmare still. And, and I stopped playing it. I'm one of those people who gave up on it. We're in the point now where I hope I was sort of hoping it would have already been fixed but they need to fix it. And it, it will probably be a solid title at some point here and be really fun. One, why is that the way it always goes? But two, 
it's a weird thing because right now the new battlefield is so bad that it's bad for me. Mm -hmm. It's so painful and bad that I just quit playing and angrily uninstalled it for my computer. But there's a point where it's like they fix enough of it and they leave the right ones in or they're not able to fix them. Like you said, Mark, there's these funny glitches. It's kind of so bad, but it's good. Yeah. It's a battlefield thing. Mm. It's a good example of it because stuff can come around. Yeah. It is, it is strange. It's like an unconscious, like as a group, people like unconsciously know when something is bad, but in a good way. Uh, and it does depend on the era. Like we touched on this before, but it kind of does depend on the era. Because I guess, you know, wait, maybe I was unfair about the whole like action movie thing. Because I guess if you did look at those from today's standards of movies, they are hokey and bad. And the stories don't really make a lot of sense. And they would be objectively rated as bad. Uh, but in a way, action movie people, they love that shit. They love it because of that shit. So maybe maybe i was wrong about that i'm not gonna give you any more points for it but maybe i was wrong your judging was so bad it was bad i get it wow i thought your judging was great mark and very fair yeah, um, you know i was just going on your side wade now I, I i i'm now gonna deduct another point okay painfully fair even mm -hmm. i love it yep judge me harder bob you get a point oh judge me easier mm, wait you lose a point again yep was that the click of your keyboard deleting Wade's point? Yes, it was. <laughs> God, I love that. That's such a good sound. <laughs> it's so bad, it's good. <laughs> keep, keep going, Wade. Keep going. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> you should be. All right, we're talking about games. I'm just curious if you guys have played this. Have you played Enviro Bear 2000? Enviro. No. Wait, why does this sound familiar? It's a game where you're driving a car. It's like a 16 bit, right. very pixelated thing. You're a bear driving Holy a car. Holy shit. There's leaves and bees and fish and raccoons and things. Oh, Jesus. I remember seeing this. I never played it, but I remember seeing this. I loved Enviro Bear 2000. I love that game. And it is, yeah. I don't know if it's exactly a perfect representation, but man, is that such a piece of shit that it's good. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, indie games is a whole era. That's what Surgeon Simulator kind of started as. Mm -hmm. It's just like a shitty surgery game with bad controls, you know, but people fucking loved it. I hated playing it, <laughs> but people loved it. <laughs> Remember when we were playing it on like PlayStation and we were all together in the same place and then you were with Wade and then you yelled at Wade and it was really awkward for everybody. You two recorded it and like Mark was in a bad mood and then he was like, all right, Wade, we're going to record it now. And I was like, so okay. And I dropped the spoon and I have never, ever forgotten what happened after I lost that spoon. I... I don't remember. It's been burned from my memory. I think you probably blacked out in a, an unbridled rage, Mark. <laughs> you were in a blind rage when I lost that spoon. Yeah, you're not I wrong. actually thought we were going to get my murder live on camera. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, starting to come back to it me. It was so scary. It was good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got the sloppy seconds that day, and it was not good. <laughs> that was the first time I ever played that game. I had a great time. It was fun. Yeah, you guys had an okay time, but I could tell Mark by the end of it was like, Okay, I gotta do it one more time. I can do this. <laughs> and then he played with me and it all went to shit. Mm. I don't even know if that was ever posted or if it just stopped because Mark lost his goddamn mind. No, no, I posted it. Okay. I take full ownership of those sweet rage views. Legit. Yes, indeed you do. Something very satisfying about the clip of you throwing the chair because you're playing, uh, getting over it. Uh, yes. I don't like rage games. Not in like a scary way, but <laughs> in like a concerning, but also very real and raw way. Yep. Yep. 
I had to quit that one, dude. I you get to a point where it's like at first you're just like you know whatever happens happens. It's for the content, but I, at some point your brain switches from comedy and entertainment to actually just like okay, I was hoping to show something else on camera, but for forty fucking minutes I've been trying to get up this one wall. I finally did. And I fell down immediately, and just something in you snaps and it changes you. Yep. I love that game. I had a good time playing it. it changes you. It sure does. Didn't even play it for content. I just played it for fun. Yeah, and that's what we. Love those games for. So bad stuck. that it's you good, gonna do right? Stuck again, Mark. Why? What? You both stuck. What? So bad that was, uh, yeah, right? Okay. Great. <laughs> do you actually want me to understand, or I'll close the episode now? <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, I just want to do the bit again. All right, know, that'll wrap up this episode of Distractable. We hope this episode was so bad it was good. It's a fine line, but I think we walked it. Now I have to tabulate the points here. I thought you were just gonna skip that part and just wind it down. I thought you were just gonna do that over. <laughs> no and never winners know. today, obviously, clearly. <laughs> doesn't need to be a winner. We all know what's going on. No, I'm gonna tabulate the points. I'm. Let's see. Uh, oh, carry the five, 15 over the. Put some animal noises in, Will. Hmm. All right. Arr. Purge that. Gurr. So despite all of his deductions, like, it was no joke. I was typing gibberish. I have the numbers in front of me, obviously. Uh, despite all of the deductions, in a stunning turn of events, Wade has won by one point. <laughs> exactly one point. Unbelievable. And uh, it's because I didn't technically deduct that last point as a real deduction. It was a joke deduction. But if I had, it would have been a tie. would have gone to tiebreaker. But to be perfectly honest, he won by one point. Which means that Bob lost by one point. You know what? You deserve it, Wynn. Because I only like things that are so good that they're good. It's just the kind of man I am. And my content is so bad that it's good to some. And I'll take that. All right. Is that your speech or do you want to try again? I feel like that speech was pretty bad. I'm going to stick with it. All right. Sounds good. And Bob for the loser speech. Uh, Wade earned this one. I really had no good ideas today. I don't even know why I was allowed to continue competing after I started making fun of Mark. So uh, I'm just glad I still have a job and hopefully they'll invite me back next week. <sighs> we'll see. I'm the judge. And the answer is maybe. Huh. All right, that's all we can hope for. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to this podcast. Please do. Otherwise, how are you going to know that we upload every Monday? How? If you listening at home are seething at the mouth because if seething at the seething at the frothing at the mouth, foaming at the mouth. If you're frothing at the loins at things that you know are so bad that they're good, we want to hear about it. Go to the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash distractible, and post your things that you know are so bad, but they are still good. And if you also agree that something is bad, but also good, upvote that post or comment or whatever it is. You'll find it. Go to the subreddit. You'll figure it out. You can find me at Markiplier. You can find Wade at LordMinion777, Bob at MiceKerm, all on the internet. And you can find our new merch at store.distractiblepodcast.com. Go check it out. Get a Candy Uncle shirt and some candy and a life lesson that will last a lifetime. Thank you. Podcast out. <laughs>